0: Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. Let's make our declaration. Say this out loud. This is my Bible. It is the living Word of God it never changes and i am not ashamed of the gospel of jesus christ i boldly declare that i will be what it says i should be i will have what it says i should have i will say what it says i should say and i will live how it says i should live this is the day the lord has made today i receive the miracle power of god through healing finances deliverance family and forgiveness I will stand and pray for a biblical nation. I will stand and pray for the nation of Israel, and I will stand and pray for all nations, and I declare that we are one nation under God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. If you agree, give the Lord a clap offering. You may be seated. Um, I'm going to have Tiz come up right now. Tiz, did they give you a mic? I'm getting a text from Israel right now. For and uh, what's happening in Israel is, I, I was going to say what's happening in Israel right now is more important than our next presidential election. But I believe what's happening in Israel and the next presidential election is synonymous. Remember this. Remember this. If we put... St- Someone in the Oval Office that is anti-Israel, anti-God, anti-Christian. God says, I will bless those who bless Israel, and I will curse those who curse Israel. This next election, who we vote for as Christians, will determine the blessing or the curses that are on our lives, I believe, to the coming of the Messiah. Standing with Israel right now as they fight this evil that calls Israel the little Satan and America the big Satan, this is unbelievably important. And so to be vocal and to stand up for the nation of Israel and its right to defend itself against this demonic force that comes against him is crucial. And we just got today... A letter from the President of Israel, and so I'm gonna have asked his
1: to read it. Yes, yeah, so from President Isaac Herzog. He says, Dear Pastor Larry, I was very grateful to receive your letter of solidarity in this dark hour for Israel and the world, and relay my warm appreciation to you, your family, and your church community on behalf of the entire state of Israel. The reverberations of the support of your church and broader Christian community in the wake of the horrific October 7th massacres are deeply meaningful for the people of Israel who have been compelled to show up on the front lines in the battle of the civilized world against barbaric doctrines of hatred and terrorism. I appreciate the moral clarity that you carry reflected in your unequivocal allegiance with the State of Israel. As we take up arms to defend our people and our principles on behalf of all peace-loving peoples, Pastor, I am certain that you share my alarm at the abhorrent resurgence of anti-Semitism being experienced throughout the world. Masquerading as political activism, this most persistent doctrine of hatred is denying Jews their basic sense of safety and propelling humanity back to its most shameful times. It demands of every person of good conscience to speak up loudly and unequivocally against this sickening phenomenon. I deeply appreciate the strong voice toward tolerance that you offer as an influential religious leader. Pastor, I have every faith that Israel will overcome the overwhelming darkness of this moment with the luminous light of an indomitable people, not by might and not by power, but by my spirit. Please accept my gratitude and warm regards from Jerusalem. Yours sincerely, Isaac Herzog.
0: Yeah, amen. Amen. That's to all of us, Amen. amen that's the second letter that he has sent us i we were we were so blessed to get that uh today or yesterday i guess nancy gave it to me today and uh it it, you know next not this coming tuesday but the following tuesday uh, the nation of israel has asked me to host a meeting at the israel embassy in washington dc and uh, we're going to have 120 leaders from around our country that will uh, come and show their solidarity and standing with the nation of Israel. And so, uh, you know, I, and I know I said this before, when the, but when the Bible says in the last days, right before the coming of the Messiah, there'll be wars and rumors of wars. And I've never understood rumors of wars, but most of the church world is not even aware of what's going on in Israel. Most of the church world is not aware of these demonstrations in America in in Europe in Australia of shouting and calling for the the annihilation of the nation of Israel and the death of Jews when they interviewed the 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 president of Harvard which thankfully they fired and gave her another yeah. job and she, they asked him is it wrong is it against school policy to call for the annihilation, the death of Jews, and she said, depends on what context. Folks, understand this. Anti-Israel is the new anti-Semitism. We've said that for years, that you would never outwardly say, down with the Jews. You would say down with Israel because that's more politically correct. But just in two months, we've gone with down with Israel, to death to the jews that's how fast it's changed but understand just like what hitler said when and what the muslims said when we're done with the jews we're coming for the christians islam says when we're done with the saturday people we're coming for the sunday people so understand when we stand with israel it's not only the biblical thing to do but it's the intelligent thing to do because they're not just fighting uh, uh, for They're not fighting about land. They're fighting evil versus good, God versus the devil. But I got bad news for them. I read the end of the book. We win. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Open your Bibles up to the book of uh, Luke chapter 11, and I want to continue on with uh, the Lord's Prayer. Let's read it real quick and, and get into this. Luke chapter 11, verse 1. And it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us how to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our sins, for we also forgive everyone Who has sinned against us do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one and if you read it in Matthew it goes on a little bit further now when I when I first felt the Lord leading me to teach this my intention was that on the first Sunday I would say when you pray start off with praise then the next Sunday I would preach about when you pray say father and then the next Sunday, I would, and just break it down Sunday by Sunday. But the problem today is that I had this message ready last week. And when Martin Luther King came up and I, my, you know, I have horses and cows and my water was all frozen, so I called Pastor Troy and I said, can you step up and, and tell, I got I gotta, my pipes are breaking and stuff. And so I had this message for part three last week, the problem is I sat on it for a week and got added to it. And you know, I, I, I have to admit, I'm very hard to work for. I'm very hard to work for. Not that I'm a mean guy. I'm I'm the nicest boss you could ever have. And all the staff said. Yeah, I, I, seriously, I never get mad. I never yell at anybody. I never ball anybody out. I keep people that I should fire, and we're glad to have JP back again today. <laughs> but I'm hard because when I say, here's what I'm going to do, and our team gets together and puts the graphics together and everything, sometimes the Holy Spirit switches me, and I have to, I have to move on and do something different. So it's it's difficult for our team in, in that way. And so today I wanna show you something. You know, we talked about, um, this is a very Jewish thing in which the disciples would come to their rabbi, which they did to Jesus, and they said, teach us how to pray. They said, John taught his disciples to pray. You teach us how to pray. And so Jesus said, okay, I'm gonna show you how to pray. Now, why did they say that? Because when Jesus prayed, blind eyes opened. When Jesus prayed, gold coins came out of fish's mouths. You know, I think if uh, if I were to do this and a million dollar appeared in my hand, every one of you would say, Pastor, teach me how to pray. (laughs) But I will say that because of things that we understand, lion's cancer-free, tis is cancer-free. Um, uh, we, we've, we've, we've seen some amazing things happen in people's lives. And so th- this is not, this is, you know, one, one of the worst things that Christians have heard is that, that Jews, when they pray, they just repeat things. And that's true when they pray they have a book and they repeat prayers and so it's not that they're repeating something it's that they've been instructed here's how you pray but don't just say the words receive the revelation of the words that you're saying and so there's nothing wrong with when you get up in the morning and you say good morning father Uh, i worship you i praise you give us this day our daily bread but as long as it's not just words you have the revelation of when you're saying these things it's a guide and as you're saying these things god will lead you into more revelation does that make sense so the first thing they, jesus said was okay i'm gonna show you how to pray and we talked about this and we he first says father but he says praise the father's name and it's so important that you understand that you enter into everything God has for you with praise and thanksgiving. So you start off with this, and, and forgive me for, for uh, uh, repeating these things over and over again, but let me tell you, if, when I get up in the morning, before I ever get my feet out of bed, I first say, day and Thee, God I give you praise. I start my, before I start my physical day, I start my spiritual day with praise. What are you praising him for? I'm praising him for things that he's going to do that I haven't even seen yet. I'm praising him for answering my prayers, but not just answering my prayers, but answering them good measure, pressed down, shaking together, overflowing. Oh, somebody ought to say amen. Are you hearing? So, and when I get up, this is what I do. When I get up and I walk into the other room, I've, before my feet ever hit the ground, I'm praising God and I'm also when I when I say well they and thee, I'm praising God I'm remembering who God is I'm remembering that He is Jehovah Jireh my provider He's my healer He's my forgiver He's my Savior He's my victory He's the Defeater of my enemies whatever I face I'm entering in to what He already is with praise and thanksgiving so when I get up in the morning. And I begin to walk down. This is the way I do it. Father, I praise you. I give you glory. I worship you for today. And, And I'm praising him in the understanding, but I'm also praising him in the spirit. I understand that he's the healer, I understand that he's the provider. I understand that he's the banner over me, which which is love that brings me victory. I understand that. But God is way more than anything I can understand. He's way greater. He's way more powerful. He's way more loving. He's way more uh, 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 gracious than anything. And so that's why I praise him in tongues also. I praise him in the understanding, but I praise him in the spirit. And I have a limited head knowledge of how wonderful our God is, but when I praise him in the spirit, my spirit connects with his spirit, and he then is able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we can ask or think. Now, remember when remember when Moses uh, met with God in the burning bush, and God says to Moses that, Uh, I want you to go tell Pharaoh, let my people go and let the people know that I'm gonna set them free. Do you remember what Moses asked God? Does anybody remember what Moses asked God? Who are you? Who are you? I'm gonna go to the people and I'm gonna say, God is coming. And they're gonna say, who is God? Now, in those days, and I know uh, this is very simple to, to say it this way, but in those days, if your name was Carpenter, what was your job? If your name was Smith, you were a blacksmith. That's kind of the way names came about. So this is what Moses is saying. He said, they're going to want to know, who are you? Are you a good God? Or are you an angry God? They've been in Egypt. They've seen these angry gods. What's your name? What did God say to him? I am that I am. Tell them I am that I am. Now, now it, it, that translates several different ways, but one of the things is, is that one of the way it translates is tell them I am whatever they need me to be. Amen. Who's going to heal me? I am. Amen. Who's going to bless me? I am. Amen. Who's going to put his hand on my business? I am. Tell them I will be whatever they need me to be whenever they need me to be it he's not the great i was he's not the great i will be he is the great i am now this is not a gimmick he's the great i am and you enter into what not what he was not what he will be but you enter into what he already is through praise and thanksgiving. Amen. Now, can I take you a little bit deeper? Now, most of you know this, but I'm going to take you a little bit deeper. When you, when you, the Bible says, let everything that has, do what? Let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. When you look at, and most of you know this, but when you look at the bible and you read where it says the lord or where you read it says god or where you read it says something those words 99 percent of the time have been changed from what it originally says and that that name of god is not the lord or is not jehovah or whatever it's yahweh okay in judaism they don't even say God's name. As a matter of fact, in a, lot, a, a large parts of Judaism, they won't even write the name God. They'll write G-D, or they won't say the Lord, or they won't say Jehovah Jireh, or they won't say this. They'll say, um, like and, and like if I'm answering friends in Israel and I want to say praise God, I will say Baruch Hashem. Do you know what Hashem means? Baruch means praise and hashem means the name because when we say the name the reason is is because he's undescribable you can't just if you just to say he's jehovah jireh is not enough or jehovah shalom it's not enough he's way beyond that Are, are you hearing this he's way beyond that well i need god i need somebody to Touch my finances. He's way beyond that. He'll do that, but he's way beyond that. But the other thing is, is that nobody, can, nobody knows how to say Yahweh. Now, we have in Hebrew, there's no vowels. So we put vowels in Yahweh to kind of give us as Gentiles a way to pronounce it. But in Hebrew, there are no vowels. So when you look at the word Yahweh, nobody really knows how to say it. But ancient Jewish wisdom says it's not a name, it's a sound. When you look at God, it's not a name, it's a sound. Now remember, let everything that has Praise. praise the Lord. Now this is probably, everybody can understand this, but boys especially who played sports, have you ever had the wind knocked out of you? Any, anybody, raise your hand. You ever had a wind knocked out of you? feels like you're going to die, right? right? You, 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 and the wind is out of you, okay? So let's say the world, something in your life has knocked the wind out of you, okay? Now think about that spiritually and think about that physically, you know, you know I, we were watching football the other day and the guy caught the ball, came down on it and, he's like, and th- everybody, the announcer said, well, the way he landed on the ball probably knocked the wind out of him. So when you get the wind knocked out of you, you feel like you're gonna die. But what's the first thing that you have to do? <sighs> Suck it in because it's out of you, okay? So when you get the wind knocked out of you in life, the first thing you knew is the need to do is breathe in so when we think about yahweh when he said who do you who what's your name many translations said he said we translated i will be whatever you need me to be but many scholars ancient scholars said he said my name is yahweh well how did he say that well ancient jewish wisdom says the way you say yahweh because it's not a name it's a sound is you open your mouth, do that like this, and you can't move your tongue, and you first breathe in. Then you breathe out. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So when you get up in the morning, and the world has tried to knock the wind out of you, the first thing you do is breathe in, and you say, and then you breathe out. Because our God's name is above anything you're gonna face. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Don't start your day out with the news. Don't start your day out being negative. Don't start your day out... You start your day out by praising why am i praising him well for what he's going to do but you still have breath and that's something to praise about so what you need to understand is every time you speak every time you breathe you are praising the name of god let there be a guard on our mouths that we don't say anything negative and give the devil glory but when we praise god we are saying our God is a greater God than anything I can face. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Oh, somebody ought to shout and say amen. So the first thing we do is we praise. Then he says, Praise your Father. Now we already went over this, but this is where I got in trouble because, uh, you know, th- th- there are. Th- there are I study everything I study everything I go back to the Hebrew I go back to the ancient Hebrew and there are things that 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 I look at this and I go it's so simple but we don't have time to tell it but as I was looking at this I said we need to take time to share this now in ancient Jewish wisdom it talks about an avos of a thing. Do you remember that? An avos. That, that means the, the avos or the avot. That, that word in Hebrew is the father. That it, None of it works. And, and you're gonna see. In Judaism, in the Bible, there are four levels of understanding. There are four levels of understanding. There's the milk of the word, and most of the church lives in the milk. We live in the kumbaya. But if you get down to the deeper level, which God says in the end days, it's going to open up a whole world of signs, wonders, and miracles, all right? So the avos of something is like if you have the Ten Commandments. None of those commandments work unless you have the first commandment. That's the Father. The first commandment is God is God. Nothing else works, put on the armor of God. None of those, none of that armament works unless you have the first one. The first one is the truth. Have your loins girt about with truth. Nothing else works unless you know God's word is true. My circumstances aren't true, my situations aren't true. God's word is true. She's not dead, she's only sleeping. That's the truth, right? So this is what births, this is what gives birth to everything else, but they're all connected. When Jesus said, here's how you pray, in the next few weeks, you're gonna see this is connected with authority, this is connected with divine abundance, this is connected with prosperity, it's all connected. You can't get here until you have here. So the first thing he says, you enter into everything by praising God being the father, right? God is your father. When you get that, God is God. He is your father. We praise him for he's Jehovah Jireh. He's Jehovah Sidkenu. We praise him for that. But there's a deeper level to where we're going on this. He says, when you pray, say our father is, who is in heaven. Now watch this. There is an understanding in, in Judaism that we need to have an understanding of. Remember when Jesus was praying in the, in the garden? They're about to arrest him. Remember that? And he's praying, and he says something that we know but we miss. He says, Abba, Father, Abba, Father, I know that you can do everything. If there be some other way, let this cup pass from me. But not my will, your will be done. Let me say that again because I'm about to give you a revelation. He's praying, being Jesus, he knows what's about to happen to him. Being a human, he's gonna feel everything they're about to do to him. So he says, Abba, Father, I know you can do anything. If it's possible, take this cup away. But nonetheless, lest I drink it, not my will, but your will be done. If you look at the scripture where Paul tells us, when you pray, say, Abba, Father, because through Jesus, you have the spirit of adoption. In Judaism, whenever you see something repeated twice, what does it mean? Do you remember what it means? Remember, go back to the garden in Genesis and he says he removed him and he put him out of the garden. Why does God say it twice? In ancient knowledge, whenever you see something repeated, God is not just being redundant. He's giving you a sign. I'm about to show you some secret. What was the secret in that? He said he removed him and put him out, but then he put an angel with a sword of fire To show the way back to the garden to show the way not to keep us out of the garden like christianity teaches but to show us a way back to the garden okay so when jesus said when abba father why is he saying abba and father i know that you can do everything you can do anything but not my will your will be done The word Abba is a Western Aramaic word, which means daddy, papa. So Jesus first calls God, papa, daddy. You know, when, when, when Katie comes in, she always says, hi, daddy. Now, when you walk in my office, you may say, Pastor Larry, or you may say, um, uh, your holiness, or you know, something like that. <laughs> But my kids call me daddy, okay? But Jesus says, Daddy, and then he says, Father. There's a deep Mid-Eastern understanding of this. God is our daddy. God is our papa. But he's also God. And even though we have, through Jesus, the right to come right into him and say, Daddy, We need to understand, what does the scripture say? Know who it is you're talking to and have a respect that he is your daddy, but he is almighty God. Now, the secret, there's two secrets here. The first first secret is whereby we receive the spirit of adoption. And here's an amazing thing. In Judaism, if you're born a son, you can be disinherited. But if you're adopted as a son, you cannot be disinherited. That's why he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. So when we go to pray, we enter in with praise. We're thanking him for what he is. But when we're saying, Abba, Father, we're saying he's my daddy. He's my papa. You know, I, I, I shared, I shared the, the story when we were in Israel and Aviva came up and said, oh, Saba, I'd really like to get this, but it's too expensive. And all the people on tour, I said, I'll get it for you. And they said, I love that." They didn't go to they, they didn't go to mom and dad. They came to Papa. They came to Sabas because he knows Saba. And it's, I, that's the way God is with us. It's, it's his good pleasure. And you know what? He can afford it more than we can. It's his good pleasure. It makes him happy. But at the same time with that familiarity, we've got to understand we're going before almighty God. Almighty God. And we need to have the respect in that he is almighty God. And then they add the secret to it that he says where we have the spirit of adoption, which is an amazing revelation, which means that we can never be disinherited that God Jesus mercy and grace and 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 so you know w- when we go to pray and 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 the devil comes and whispers in your ear you know what you don't deserve to get healed you know what you don't deserve to be blessed you know what you don't deserve this to happen well that's uh, that's absolutely right we don't deserve it on our own but we do deserve it because Jesus Christ has paid that price and we are grafted in but we're not just sons of God we're just Joint heirs with Christ Jesus and as Jesus said my daddy and my God we know you can do all things anything Nothing is impossible. When we go before God and the devil says we don't deserve it, we need to understand that we don't deserve it on our own, but we do deserve it because it is God's good pleasure through Jesus Christ to bring the answer to our prayer. Can I have an amen? Now, here's the second revelation in that, is that Jesus said, I know, Daddy, Father, I know you can do anything, but not my will, but thine be done. I think, and this is probably a terrible way to say it, but I think too many Christians act like spoiled brats. Jesus said, I know you can do anything, but not my will but thine be done. They said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And Jesus said, when you pray, praise your father. Enter into what he is. But then he said, when you pray, say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, I want you to do this for me. Are you doing what I've asked you to do? Father, I I need you to do this for me. You know what? I want to, but I told you a month ago to do this that would position you so that I could bless you. Thy kingdom come on earth in my life just like it is in heaven. You know, in heaven, there's nobody saying no. In heaven, nobody nobody says, no, I don't want to do that. In heaven, they're bowing down 24-7. They're throwing their crowns before his feet. There is no, I don't feel like it in heaven. There's only obedience to the will of God. You know, when I first got saved, I heard this doctrine, and I'm sure some of you have heard it. Well, I'm not in the perfect will of God, but I'm in the acceptable will of God. What are you doing there? If God has nothing but good for me, I want to make sure I'm in the will of God so that good can take place. Amen? So when he, and he's, so here we are, we're praying, said, you, uh, you, you know, I praise you, you're Jehovah Jireh, you're Jehovah Se- you're all this, and you are my father, but you're not just my daddy. You are my daddy, but you are almighty God. And I need to do what you say to do. I need to be what you say to be. I need to live the way you say to live. I need to obey you. Remember when he said to Moses, I want you to go before Pharaoh. I don't know if Moses stuttered before that or he stuttered after he heard that. (laughs) But, 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 but but who am i that i should go it's not who you are it's who i am right when god says the tithe what do you do do you obey or do you go but 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 when god says don't miss church what do you do don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together the way others do What what do you do about that? When God says, don't gossip, how do you respond to that? Well, I'm not gossiping. I'm just sharing. Because I'm concerned. Well, concern yourself with the log in your own eye. I can feel it right over in here somewhere. When God says, I'll forgive you on the condition you forgive, how many of us don't let go, but we hold, us? we've been offended. We not only hold on to it, we feed it, we comb its hair, we dress it. Thy kingdom come, how many, want, we'll get into this, I don't want to ruin it, but how many, how many of you have ever sinned since you've been a Christian? Raise your hand. And those of you who didn't raise your hand you just did it again <laughs> lying is a sin you just did it again we've all sinned and we need to ask god to forgive us of our sin because his mercy is fresh every morning but it has a condition you have to forgive those who have sinned against you thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven amen so he's our father we obey him. Now, I'm only gonna hit on part of this and then, because we only have about 10 minutes and then we have to close. But when he says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is a spiritual statement, but that is that I will surrender to the will of God. I'm in the will of God. I, I, God, tell me what to do. You know, you go all the way back. What's the first miracle that Jesus did? Turn water into wine. And what did Mary say to those around him? Whatever he tells you to do, do it. What, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Why? Because they're just like us. They're just like us. Jesus said, go get me the water pots used for the purifying of the Jews. And had Mary not just told them, listen, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. They would have gone, why? Why? I don't understand. They already, we, already have, we already have wine pots. Why should we get those? We, got, we already got wine pots. No, go get me those. Why? Because my ways are above your ways. Because I am smarter than you are. But we do the same thing. We do the same thing. You know, bad illustration. I'm, I'm probably taking too much time. A great illustration. When we went over to Israel, not this last time when the war broke out, before that, we went to that secret military base and I'm looking at the loyalties of the soldiers and I so moved, I asked the commander, I said, what can we do as a ministry? And and we do this every time we go because the Bible says, don't worry about what you're gonna eat, but look for a place, look for a place to be a blessing. Because every time God's getting ready to bless you, he first gives you a chance to be a blessing. It's the way it works. If you get that, it'll change your life. So we're there, and I said, what can we do for you? And he said, God forbid if we go to war, we have these ambulances, these mobile IC units, they're so old, I don't know if they would last. And right there in the spot, I said, I'll go back to our people, we'll buy you one of those, $165,000. I went back for the war, and the day, the, the day that that ambulance, that IC unit was finished, the next day, it's going to Gaza. I went there, and we, they showed it to me. The next day, it's going into Gaza. At the same time, I saw this family that were babies were hostages, Aviv and Raz and their mother, Doran, and I called back, and I said, I want to emphasize these. And what grabbed me was that baby, that 2-year-old's name was Aviv. My granddaughter's name is Aviva, and I said, I called back to Scott, and Tiz, I said, I want to emphasize these hostages to keep... To keep the hostages in front of people, which, by the way, there's still 136 or something in in, in captivity. And so, three days later, they said, "We're going to take you down where the, all the hostage center is, and you're going to interview a family." And I went, and it ended up being Aviv and Roz's family. Out of 240 hostages, I inter- we introduce we get introduced to this family. Not a coincidence. And I looked at them and I said, our God does miracles. Our God does miracles. And I said, you know what? We're going to pray that God is going to get, and I said, I'm going to come back and I'm going to hold Aviv and Raz on my my lap. And, you know, they just saw what they'd done to all these people, brutality folks beyond anything you can imagine. They were just numb. They're just numb. And I said, God's going to do a miracle. And... When I got back, the night or two nights after I got back, we get a phone call and said that ICU unit ambulance is on its way to Egypt right now, the ones that you bought, on its way to Egypt, and they're letting Aviv and Raz and their mom out, and that ambulance is bringing them from Egypt into Israel. See, whatever he tells you to do, do it because he will do exceedingly abundantly. How, who would have ever thought that we'd have said yes to the ambulance and God would have dotted these eyes and we, we, I, I see Aviv and, and Roz and I said, let's, let's focus on them. And then I interview the family and i tell them about the miracles of Lion and Tiz and that Who would have, Tiz always says it so well on television. We don't even know what's on the other side of our, our, our yes. We don't have any idea but it is always exceeding. All right, let me, let me take five minutes to share this. So he said, when you pray, say, our Father, hallowed be by thy name, your praise in his name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And what you're saying is, and, and I don't have time to get into today, but that is a messianic uh, statement that when thy kingdom come, thy will be done, saying when the Messiah comes or the coming of the Messiah there's not gonna be tears or sorrow or sickness or hunger. And so what we're saying is thy kingdom come, just like when the Messiah comes and he rules and reigns. So it's a it's a a statement of authority. And I'll, I'll do more of this to, next week. But he says, when you say thy kingdom come, thy will be done, and, and I've always said it this way because it's the best illustration. It's like saying, Come, kingdom of God. Be done, will of God. And the Bible says the kingdom of God is joy, happiness, peace, health, prosperity. And so you're saying as one with authority, come, kingdom of God. Be done, will of God. And the will of God, beloved, I would above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul does prosper. Now, let me just say this. I only got a few more minutes. Next week, I'm gonna give you the revelation of what that means, as your soul prospers. What does it mean as my soul? I'm gonna give you a revelation on your soul prospering. And it's it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing. But the first thing you gotta get a hold of is this. You have divine authority. And I know I say this over and over again, but number one, quit begging Jesus to do what he's already done. When Jesus hung on the cross, he said, it is finished, it's done. It's done, and you enter in. When the Bible says he's the wheel in the middle of the wheel, what does that mean? It means where God is, he's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same forever. Where God is, there is no time. Everything that God is going to do for you has already been done, and all we do is enter into that with praise and thanksgiving, but we don't enter into it like beggars. We don't enter. I heard a preacher say today, and I understand what he was saying, but we are not God's servants. Jesus said, no longer do I see you as servants, but you are now joint heirs. You are sons of god jesus didn't beg god for anything he went around with authority and he bound the devil and he loosened the blessing of god because as the father sent jesus now he sends us you and i are joint heirs with christ jesus we are heirs we are heirs We are heirs. We have, through Jesus, inherited the power of the kingdom of God. So wherever you go, tell them the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We are not God's little boys. We are not God's little girls. We are not God's little children. We are men and women of Almighty God, and we are joint heirs with him, and wherever you go, tell them the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Bind the devil. Raise the dead. Cast out Satan. Whatever we saw Jesus do, it's not because it's a history book. It's because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The only difference is he said, I got to go. And they said, Lord, you can't go. He said, no, I got to go, but I'm sending another one. And he is the Holy Spirit. And what you've seen me do, I was with you, but he will be in you. And when the devil understands your authority, there is nothing he can do to stop the building of the kingdom of God somebody give him praise and give him glory stand with me all over the building if you would stand with me all over the building wherever you go tell them the kingdom of heaven is at hand heal the sick raise the dead cast out devils freely you've received, freely give. As my Father sent me, I'm sending you. Look at me. I am not God's little boy. Tis is not God's little girl. We are joint heirs with Christ Jesus. We're heirs. We have inherited through Jesus. We are adopted into that bloodline. Wherever you go, wherever you go, the kingdom of heaven is going with you. The kingdom of heaven is joy. It's happiness. It's peace. If the devil is stealing your joy, put your foot down. When you get up in the morning, say, God, I praise you. You are my father, you're my daddy, and you're almighty God, you're awesome God. And God, I tell you today, whatever you tell me to do, I'm gonna do it. Amen. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. But I'm gonna tell you something, if the devil tries to steal my blessing, I'm putting my foot down. Amen. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Devil, you're trespassing. If the devil's trying to steal your joy, you need to bind that and say, come joy. Come joy, come peace, come happiness. Father, I thank you for the joy and the peace and the happiness in my life. I thank you, Lord, for the prosperity that's in my life. There's no no poverty in heaven. There's no debt in heaven. There's no sickness in heaven. The Bible says, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna end, because the end of this, beloved, I would above all things that you be in health, Can I ruin it a little bit for next week? I would above all things that you be in health and that you prosper as your soul. Now I'm gonna show you something next week on your soul that church is not taught. But let me just say this, in health. Now I understand, beloved, I would above all things that you be in health. And that means that we can pray for the sick. We can claim healing, but... It has a deeper meaning it means every day you have you have inner health you have you have you're you're not sick with worry you're not sick with anxiety you understand yes God will heal cancer God will heal leukemia God will heal all those but it's 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 more than that it's uh, on top of that it means that we're not we're not full of anxiety we're not fi- full of fear we're not full of what's going to go on in the world because we we're in this world, but we're not of this world. The world isn't part of us. Amen? That you prosper as your soul. What do you hear this, the part of the soul? It's, it's amazing. But when he says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, this is a messianic call. This is a call to say, before the Messiah rules and reigns, because once he's here, the enemy's defeated. But right before he comes, We live as if the Messiah is already here because he already is. Because he already is, amen. Folks, this is a lifestyle. This is what I'm trying to brainwash you with to understand who you are. Doesn't matter if you're male or female, young or old, white, black, brown, pinstripe, polka dotted, it doesn't matter. You are, you are, you are, say I am. I am. A joint heir. With Christ Jesus is anything impossible with Jesus is anything impossible is anything impossible as my father sent me I'm sending you and greater than these shall you do who will do it who will do it you'll do it you do it Jesus help me It's finished. Jesus, would you bless my job? It's finished. Jesus, it's finished. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Okay, let's just practice. I got three minutes. Say this out loud. Devil, Devil, I rebuke you you in the name name of Jesus. 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 Sickness. Something happened. Devil, I rebuke you. Is the devil trying? Can I tell you one story? You got you, you you're almost I almost think that God allows situations to take place to teach you authority. For when I get first got saved, my pastor used to take us over to the Philippines all the time, and we would do miracle crusades. And I was, I carried his his luggage, I, you know, I was, I was a disciple. I I was learning and we're doing a crusade over in the Philippines, one of the islands and our hotel is there, whatever hotel. And, uh, and I look out and there's thousands and thousands of people outside in this plaza. And uh, so I go and knock on my pastor's door to walk him down. I said, pastor, and he opens the door and he's got his eye is swollen like this. He's got pink eye. And he said, he goes, I, I can't do it. And I go, what are we going to do? He goes, you do it. I'm like, I'm like eight months old in the Lord. He said, you do it. I said, Pastor, I can't, I've never even preached a message. He goes, be in, in season and out. I'll watch from the window, Closes the door. There's thousands of people down there. You know, we got the Filipino churches there, and their bands are playing and everything, and I'm, I'm walking behind it. You know, we're outside. I'm walking behind the stage, and, I, and I'm going, oh, God, help me, Jesus. I don't, you know, I, I don't have a sermon. I don't know, you know, any, you know. I, I barely can find the book of Moses, and... Uh, <laughs> and all of a sudden, this guy to the left of the stage, and I found out later, he was known, he was known as uh this demonic witch on this island and he's there screaming at people don't you get out of here don't you listen to this this is not there's no god there and i'm praying and i'm going jesus get rid of this guy you know this god get jesus get rid of him and he's just getting louder and louder and you know and 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 finally i got ticked off (laughs) is it okay to say that see i'm not raised in church i was raised in the streets so being ticked off is a nice way to say it. it? <laughs> Tizzle ball me out for that one on the way home. Huh? And he's just you know, and I'm praying Jesus get rid of this guy. I mean, he's scaring people because he puts spells on people. Listen, there, you know, well, he can't. That's not real. When Moses threw down his staff, and it turned into a serpent, the witchcraft guys threw down their staff, and it turned into a serpent, right? But Moses' serpent ate their serpents. Right? So you gotta understand, folks, listen, whether you, you wanna understand or not, the supernatural is real. Might as well grab a hold of God's supernatural power. Right? So I'm praying, I'm, oh God, get rid of this guy. Get, and he's just getting louder and he's scaring the people. And, you know, they're all afraid he's going to put a spell on him and everything. And I'm, I'm praying, you know, and so I go over by him and he's like, right for me to Harold. And, and I'm going, God, help him. And, I just, and he's going, you're not, and finally, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm saved eight months. You know, I, he, he's lucky I didn't grab a stick and beat him. But I finally, I finally got so angry, I go, I rebuke you, devil, in the name of Jesus. And he flew up in the air and hit the tree. Flew up in the air, back from here to there, and smashed against the tree. Ah! And went running down the road. I didn't have to preach or anything. I just gave an altar call. People got saved. People got healed. I will confirm my word with signs, wonders, and miracles. Amen lift up your hands say this with me father right now i receive jesus christ as my lord and savior and i receive the holy spirit fill me refreshing me with the power of god and i declare every place i put the sole of my foot god will give it as an inheritance Everything, everything, I lay my hands on. God will cause it to prosper. Look out, devil, because I understand I am right now a joint heir with Christ Jesus. Whatever, whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven. Look at me. Look at me, we're about to finish. Is it bound in heaven? Where did it start? Whatever we bind, Jesus, help me. I'm trying. Jesus, bring a blood. I'm I'm trying. Jesus, do something. I already did whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven and whatever say this and whatever say it out loud whatever 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 i loosen loosen on earth earth is loosened loosened in heaven right now i release in the name of jesus on my life my family my church my country divine joy divine peace divine healing divine long life divine abundance divine prosperity everything 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 is paid for in full i declare it's finished in jesus name amen and amen give the lord a clap offering amen Whatever you bind, whatever you bind, whatever you loosen, the Lord is waiting for an army. And think about this one will send a thousand fleeing, two will send 10,000 fleeing. How many of, of a million of us? What damage we can do in destroying the kingdom of darkness and releasing the kingdom of light. And our best is yet to come. Amen.